0: Hi, I'm Ben Pilgrim, lead pastor of Epic Church in San Francisco, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. Our vision here is to see an increasing number of people in San Francisco orient their entire lives around Jesus. But whether you're listening in from the city that we love here by the Bay, or wherever you might happen to be in the world today, I want you to know that I'm excited about what God is doing in your life and what He's doing in our Epic Church community. I hope you'll find this message encouraging and that it will inspire you to take your next steps along your faith journey. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Artil! Excited to be here together today. Some of you are like, it's 11 o'clock, you're kind of rolling in a little late, maybe you had a little bit too much fun on New Year's Eve, and you're like, that doesn't look like Pastor Ben. (laughs) I did very seriously contemplate going for the full Pastor Ben look. I couldn't pull it off. The idea was, I even had an idea of like, oh, you know, I just got back from Hawaii and got a little extra tan. That didn't work. Then I contemplated going for the wig thing to look like Pastor Will because someone said that you both are tall. I'm like, yeah, that's true. We are both tall. And so we thought we'd wear a wig, but then I didn't want to get canceled on January 2nd. So here I am. You're stuck with me. We're thrilled that you're here. Hopefully you're coming off of a couple of amazing weeks of celebrating Christmas and having a chance to relax and enjoy time with family, maybe a little downtime from work. And now here we are in 2022. So let me ask, who set a New Year's resolution yesterday? Anyone? Yeah, resolution. Maybe you did a resolution um, that that was related to health, right? So so a lot of times people set resolutions about diet or they set a resolution about exercise. Maybe you set a resolution um, related to something else. You're going to be more organized this year or you're going to... Um, you know, maybe get up a little extra early in the morning and, and like some people do, light a candle in the morning and sit and do things like pray and read the Bible. Maybe that's something that you chose to do. Um, no, no. It will be interesting to see how that comes out. Now, Resolutions Day was yesterday, New Year's Day. It's January 2nd. Anyone already missing the boat? <laughs> oh, man. Now, listen. It's not too late. If you didn't set one, it's, it's okay. There's time to set one. If you set one and you're already behind, it's okay to catch up. But here's what I want to talk about today is, is, is offering to you an, an idea, and, and, and it's a pretty strong idea. It's a, it's a pretty strong suggestion, is that in order to maximize what God has for you and for me and for this community in 2022, that we need to add a spiritual resolution to our list, that we need to really commit together to thinking about where are we going as a community. And this challenge that I have for you is the the, the title of this this presentation today, of of our gathering today. Building building a faith that endures. That's, That's the resolution I want us to have. Building a faith that endures, right? Because I think if we lean into this, if we fully hear the words that God has given me to give to you, if we fully understand and appreciate the ways in which he's gonna pull on your heart, and the way in which he's going to stir your soul over the next few minutes, I think your 2022 will be profoundly impacted. Not just for you, but for this community. And not just for this community, but for this city. And not just for this city, but for the world. That's what's at stake today. So we're glad you're here. So how do we do this, right? We just celebrated Jesus' birth couple weeks ago. And, and, and just to mark your calendars, 15 weeks from now, we will be celebrating Easter weekend. We'll be celebrating what he did for us on the cross, and then most excitedly, we'll be celebrating the fact that he rose again and the tomb is empty, 15 weeks from now. Now, as we think about 15 weeks from now, we think about the rest of 2022, I, I think it's instructive and important before we look ahead to look back. So let's go back in time. Let's go in our time machines. Let's go back in time 2,000 years. Okay. So we're back in the time of the early days of the church. And we know, based on biblical accounts and historical accounts, what's been happening. The the, the disciples, Peter and Paul and others, are sharing the good news of Jesus. They're sharing the gospel message. And, And we know that sometimes tens and sometimes hundreds and sometimes thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of people are coming to faith. And they're like, yes, I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he did die for me. I believe that he is risen again. And I will now put my faith and trust in him. But here's the thing. Now what do you do? (laughs) Now what? Well, if you were a blank slate, if you were someone who did not have a religious background, you were all ears to hearing the message from these disciples. You were all ears to hearing about from the stories that Christ taught and the ways in which he asked us to lead our lives, you'd say, okay, game on, I'm in, I'm gonna do that. But for the majority in the early church, they were Jewish. They, they, they had thousands of years of history in terms of how do you participate in religion? What are the ceremonial activities that you do? What are the ways in which you celebrate God? What are the ways in which you worship God? Right? All of these things were written down in what they called the Torah, which most of what we refer to as, a new, as the Old Testament. And so for them, faith was a search and replace exercise did it really copy-paste, not copy-paste, but cut and paste, right? Cut out the old and put in the new. And it's in that context that we have the book that we're going to look at today, right? It's in that context that we're going to have the book that we're looking at today, the book of Hebrews. Now, if you're like me, Uh, When I first came to faith several decades back, and I'm reading through the Bible really with fresh eyes, it's like, Hebrews, what's this? This seems like it's in the wrong place. Shouldn't this be back like earlier? Like it should be an old? No, no. It's called the book of Hebrews because it was written to the Jewish people about Christ and how to live in faith in him. But I think it's really critical for us, whether you come from a Jewish background, or I think the majority of us in this room, certainly watching online, don't, I think it's important because it's a, it's, a, it's a cleansing or renewing of the way in which we think about life. And that's the perfect time to do it right now in the new year. So as we start a new year, it's a great time for us to think about what are the ways in which God would have us live. And I think the ways in which God wants us and needs us to live is with faith. Faith is an incredibly simple yet amazingly powerful concept right? It's incredibly simple, but incredibly powerful. So here's what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to go ahead and stand and let's look at the book of Hebrews. We're going to be in chapter 12. And we're just going to look at the first couple verses of chapter 12. Chapter 12 of Hebrews verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. That's just the version I have here. You may have a different version either in front of you on your Bible, in your app, or it'll be on the screen. So let's look at this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. These are the words of God. And I pray that today we're stirred, not just, huh, but we're stirred to action, that we're stirred to move in the ways in which God would have us move in 2022. Go ahead and have a seat. Thanks. So let me give you some context of where we are here in this book of Hebrews in chapter twelve. Chapter twelve follows a very powerful and inspiring chapter, chapter eleven of Hebrews, which some biblical scholars refer to as kind of a hall of faith—a little play on words of a hall of fame. You know, the greatest of the greatest. So, hall of fame—we've got Steph and we've got Clay, right? Hall of faith—we've got Moses, right? We've got we've got Abraham, and and and, and there ways in which they followed God in faith. I'd encourage all of us to this week, just as a little uh, extra assignment, uh, read through the chapter 11 of Hebrews. I think it's really interesting because we start seeing the pattern. And the pattern you'll notice are these two words, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. In fact, um, about 5% of the entirety of the Bible where faith is referenced is in this one chapter it's really interesting, by faith, by faith. And the chapter begins with a definition of faith, which may be familiar uh, to many of us, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen or unseen. What you hope for but you don't see, right? And, and, and think of it this way. Here's the, the reason why that's really critical because the disciples, these, these early followers of Christ, those who lived with him and, and walked with him, and saw him teach and preach and heal, those who saw him die, and those who saw that the tomb was empty and saw his risen body, they they could see. They, 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 They saw it. They experienced it. But every one of us afterwards, back then all the way to today, we don't see with our own eyes. And so we have to have faith. We have to take that step of faith into the unknown, right? So we can experience that hope. So we can experience that hope. So we have to follow in faith, and it's by faith. So in this chapter eleven, just as way of context, we've got a number of examples of people who lived by faith. And so we see by faith, how Abel offered to God a sacrifice that was that was more pleasing. than than his brother's offering. We see by faith Noah building an ark. We see by faith Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son. We see by faith how Moses led his people out of slavery. Over 15 times, there are examples in this chapter of by faith, by faith, by faith. But here's the thing that you'll notice, that each one of these individuals, because if you go back in the Old Testament and you read each of their backstories, you realize that each one of these individuals we're far from perfect. We're far from perfect. Very imperfect people were able to carry out God's perfect plan for their lives. And isn't it isn't amazing that faith allows God to use imperfect people to accomplish his perfect plan. And that should be good news for all of us today because all of us are in this category of imperfect, in case you were wondering. Right? right? And so it's incredible that. The imperfections that we have can be perfected by God. It's amazing that the imperfections of who we are can still be utilized by our perfect God for his perfect plan. But the way we operationalize, the way we activate that is by faith. By faith. And we see this time and time again across scriptures. Right? We see time and time again imperfect people being used to carry out God's perfect plan because they use this magic of faith, this this incredible power of faith. So the question for us to consider right now as we start this new year is, how do we build a faith that endures? Because I don't know if you're like me, I don't want just a faith for right now. I want a faith for tomorrow and the day after and the day after after that and the year after that and the year after that until God calls me home. I want that faith to endure. I want that faith to live beyond right? So how do we do this? So this is where I think chapter 12, these first couple verses that we read just a moment ago, come into play. And the verses begin with, therefore we also, therefore we also, surrounded by a cloud of great witnesses. So we talked about this hall of faith, all of these amazing people who uh, that, that have been documented in Scripture in terms of the way in which they, they they used faith and they were imperfect, but God used them for their perfect plan. Well, we're part of that hall of faith. Understand this very clearly: the Bible is not just a kind of fun fiction thing to read, right? It's not just some cool story. It's not escapist fiction. I'm going to go here and escape. It's a living, breathing document. It is a living, breathing, evolving story that has those men and women in it and has these men and women in it. And it's really critical that the plot is still unfolding. God's perfect plan is still unfolding using each one of us as imperfect people to activate on that plan. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses cheering us on, praying for us, supporting us, equipping us And together on this faith team, we can accomplish God's perfect plan. And we read about these men and women in the Bible, this cloud of witnesses documented in chapter 11, among others. Right? We've all read about godly men and women in history and the ways in which they've, by faith, been able to lead in God's perfect plan. You may yourself have experience with godly men and women who have supported you through prayer, through support, through equipping in the ways in which you've led your life. And we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses here at Epic. This community is a supportive one. This community is a a cheerleading one. This community is one that whatever your needs are to the best that we can, we will help you find what you need. And it's not because we're great, it's because we follow a great God. And it's not because we're arrogant, it's because we're humble in that, the way we're called to lead in that way. And we are that cloud of witnesses. And so I encourage you to embrace that. So I think in 2022, what we need now more than ever before is each other. Right? We've, 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 we've led too long of a life, the last couple of years have been too crazy with people going their own individual ways. It's time to get united. It's time to be surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that say, together, while we may be collectively imperfect, we follow a perfect God. And while we individually can't do, together we can. I, I read that on a T-shirt somewhere. Didn't we have that somewhere on a T-shirt? Right, together is better. And here's the thing, I, I think building a faith that endures requires a godly community you you simply can't do it on your own so in 2022 what we want to do is get plugged into that united community that godly community where we say let's link arms and let's join hands to pray for each other to support each other to encourage each other and to help each other to help each other in the ways in which god's called us to live And to really lean into that, to say, it's not just, hey, a nice thing to say, but it's something we're actually living out loud, that help, that connection, right? We want you to take your next steps. We want you to do that. If you're new, at 9 o'clock, we had a bunch of new people. Hopefully, we have some new folks here, too, right? If you're new and you're just kind of coming into this community, literally at 9 o'clock, we had a young lady who, she moved to San Francisco, yesterday. So I said, welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to Epic. This is your family, right? So if that's you, your next step may be signing up for the next steps lunch that Lindsay talked about. And and when you come to that lunch, what will happen? There will be a cloud of witnesses, right? There'll be a group of people, leaders from Epic and other people here who will be willing to invite you in and, and bring you into the family and explain and share with you all the amazing things that we're looking to accomplish in 2022 together? Right? Maybe your next step is to join a small group. And there's a bunch of them. There's gonna be groups during the week and at morning and the afternoon and the evening and online and in person and all that kind of stuff. And maybe you're like, that's my next step. And if that's you, there's gonna be a group of people in that small group who are ready to witness to you and, and share with you, invite you into that community. Maybe you've been in small groups over the last few years and you're like, this is, I'm feeling maybe it's my turn to lead. And if that's you, we've got got a cloud of witnesses, right? We have a community ready to embrace you and, and and, and lead you and guide you and support you as you lead. Maybe you're like, this is the year I join a team. I join the Epic Kids team. I join the host team. I join the production team. I join the team that does things during the week. We've got a lot of needs. We need a lot of help. And maybe you're feeling like that's it. If that's it, then we've got other team members and leaders there to to welcome you in to that family and that community, to encourage you, to cheerlead for you, to equip you. Maybe you're thinking that, hey, I've never publicly declared my faith in Christ. I've never, never been baptized. And maybe that's you. And if that's you, a week from now, there will be a cloud of witnesses in this auditorium cheering you on, and, 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 and just in amazement of the way in which God's moving in your life to let you know that, yes, here we are. Here's your family. And if that's you, we'd love to talk to you about that. Or maybe you're here because you're just checking out church in 2022. It's a new thing. Welcome. And you want to know what it means to get connected to Christ. You want to know what it means to, to, to say that, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. You want to know what that looks like and feels like? Well, we're happy to talk to you about that. And if that's you today, not only will there be a cloud of witnesses here in this auditorium to cheer you on, all of heaven will be rejoicing with that choice. We've got to do this together, right? We've got to do this together. Don't go it alone in 2022. We know this is true. It's easy to keep a resolution with a friend, right? If you have a workout thing, it's easy to have a workout buddy. If you have a, a hey, I'm going to study the Bible, it's easy to have a kind of a, a study buddy, right? To, to, kind of, to kind of keep each other accountable. But the challenge, and it may be a challenge for you, I'm going to tell you very clearly that it is a challenge for me, is that growing up, I heard over and over again, go on your own. You gotta do it on your own. Right? If it is to be, it is up to me. I don't know if you've ever heard this. It's a mantra I heard. From, from society, from my family. Like, it's all about, you know, kind of making it happen on your own. And, and nothing could be further from the truth because if you've tried to do it on your own, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. None of us on our own can get to heaven. We can only get there because Christ right. makes a way for us to get there. None of us on our own can accomplish the things we want to accomplish, Right? And 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 I'll tell you a combination of pride and irrational overconfidence, and maybe for you it's one or the other. For me, I'm gifted with both. <laughs> makes it really hard to ask for help. Really hard. Really, like really, really hard. Because it, it is a sign of weakness. We asking for help but we can't do it alone. We've got to ask for help this year. We've got to ask for help. When, someone's, when someone says, how can I pray for you? No, oh, I'm good. How can I pray for you? Right? How can I help you this week? No, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. Pride? Irrational overconfidence. So I, I, we've got to deal with that this year. I, I, I'll put it so personally. I've got to deal with that this year. And so I'm committing in front of you. I've told her, Pastor Ben knows this. Pastor Will knows this. Because we do this all the time. Pastor Ben, how can I be praying for you guys? How can I be praying for you? How can I be helping you this week? And I'm like, I'm good. I can't be good anymore. That's not good enough. It's, it's not. It's not. I, I've got to change. And, and if that's you, come along. We've got to do this together. One of my favorite songs growing up, I'm going to date this. I think McCord will know this, maybe. White Snake. White Snake. Here I Go Again. Turns out Pastor Ben knows this one, too. I didn't, there's a kind of, yeah, right? It's a great, well, okay, it's a good song. It was a good song when we were in high school. Let me put it that way. I don't think it's going to show itself on a worship set here with Pastor Seth, although we may be surprised. Maybe there's like a Spanish version of it. I don't know, right? So here it is, right? I don't know. But the, the words, the refrain in it, Here I Go Again, right? Here I go again on my own going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. That that meant a lot to me in high school. That was like, yeah. And and here's the thing. I know I'm not alone, right? I I know I've got my, my wonderful wife, Aniki, with me. I know I've got my three daughters with me. I know I've got you as my friends with me. I know I've got family around the world with me. I'm not alone, but here's the thing. I know, 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 know that I'm not alone because I have Christ. He, he, I, I'm not alone. I've got the Holy Spirit. And so why, am I, why are we celebrating that independence when we should be talking about the dependence on Christ? When we should be saying it's all about, it's all about the way in which we depend upon the Holy Spirit to make things happen. 2022 has got to be that year for us. It's, it's got to be that year for us. We, we've got to start really embracing the community and diving into this godly community. This is a gift. If you have talked with or connected with other family or friends during this holiday season and you've talked with and connected with or talked about church and how it's been, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a bragging way. It's kind of nice. It's been amazing for us to talk about with our family and friends how healthy this community is, how, how, how strong this community is, how focused on Jesus this community is. There's nothing that, that we've done. We've got amazing pastors, Pastor Ben and Pastor Will and Pastor Lindsay and Pastor Seth. They're amazing leaders. We've got incredible staff members here at Epic. We've got incredible lay leaders, small group leaders and, and team leaders and so forth. And as amazing, incredible as all of these people are, it's our focus and faith in Christ that allows us to keep moving forward. That's the key. We've got to commit to that. We've got to commit to being the cloud of witnesses for each other. Where we say, for each other, we're going to pray for each other, we're going to support each other, we're going to work to give you what you need in equipment or or guidance or, or resources. And we're going to connect you with others. It's not individual. It's collected together as we move forward. Now, as we do this, because I think we're going to do it, we know there's going to be challenges. It's not, it's not simple. It's not easy. We know we're going to be challenges. In the passage, we see the author here say that we are to set aside every weight and the sins which so easily ensnare us or ensnarl us, depending on which version you, 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 you read, It talks about the ways in which sin, the more you try to get out of it, actually tightens its grip. Right? We're trapped. It's not a simple trap. It's one of these these traps that are like, hey, the more you try to fight against it, the more you you get stuck. And I think to overcome this very clearly, we've got to turn away from sin and we've got to turn to God. We've got to put our burdens down and let Jesus take those And set our eyes upon him. Because otherwise we get very easily ensnarled. It's a twisty, tangly knot that makes us feel like there's no way out. But we know there is a way out. That way out is Christ. That way out is Christ. But here's the thing. We've got to confess and we have to accept. We've got to confess our shortcomings. We've got to confess the temptations of those sins. We've got to confess when we've fallen short. And I think we get pretty good at that. Oh, forgive me, God. I know, right? We can get this almost almost the downward spiral of, oh, I'm so broken. I'm so fallen. I'm so this. And we are. But in parallel to that, we've got to accept that he loves us anyways. We've got to accept that that price was already paid for us on the cross. We have to accept that the way into eternity is already paid for us if you name the name of Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess and accept. We have to accept that we were worth it. that if it was only us on this earth, as broken as we are, that Christ still would have come for me and for you. If it was only us, it's only me, if it's only you, he still would have done it, because we're worth it. That's a hard thing to get a hold of. Asking for help is hard asking. And believing and understanding that you're worth it is even harder. It's even harder. But once we let Christ free us from our past sins, right? Once we do that, we have to change to not get ensnarled again. Building a faith that endures requires meaningful change. It's not not simple. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to change shirts. I'm going to change socks. I think I'll wear a different hat today. It's real, deep, meaningful change. And the question that I have for you is, what do you need to change in 2022? Maybe it's an old habit you need to put aside. Maybe it's a new habit you need to create. Maybe there's some weight that is weighing you down that you need to put down. What do you need to change? Now, many, many of us here in the Epic community are runners. Runners. Now, contrary to popular belief, the bumper video is not me running. I'm not, I'm more in the walking pickleball stage of life at this point in time, right? But we have runners, we have, we have Jonathan, and, and we have a bunch of runners, right? We've got, we've got people who run all the time. If you, In fact, if you heard on the uh, Pastor Ben's Bring, Bring It Out podcast, uh, which is an amazing podcast, if you, if you don't subscribe to it, I would recommend it. Don't listen to the first episode, episodes two onward are lovely, but Jonathan's, Thing. He runs like a marathon every day, right? It's like he gets up and runs a marathon, right? Joe's another one, runs a marathon all the time. These people are running all the time. Well, when they run, what do they do? They change out of their work clothes and put on their, their exercise clothes. They, they they change out of their, they, they change out of their you know, garments that they're wearing. They put on shorts and a T-shirt or whatever you need to run, right? You take off your dress shoes, you put on your running shoes. If you've seen the Olympics... Swimmers, any of, or if any of you are swimmers, like when those guys come in and gals come into to the pool, the Olympic pool, they you know, they got a robe on and they got big earphones on, they got all this stuff on. Well, they take all that off to swim to their peak performance. Right? It, it, you, you, see, you see Steph and Clay and others come into the arena. They're wearing you know, clothes and jewelry and all sorts of other stuff. What do they do? They, start, they remove all that. They put on the clothes they need to... To play the game, the the question is: What do we need to change? What do you need to change out of so that you can do what you're called to do? What do you need to leave behind so you can run with effectiveness and efficiency? And here's the thing: the moment you start doing that, just as a warning, the evil one's going to be lurking to remind you of what you've left behind. Right? You're at an airport. You're running, to you get on a plane, you leave a bag behind. What's going to happen? People are going to be like, sir, sir, you left a bag. You've left a bag. It's your bag. And just like that, the devil's going to be like, hey, hey, dude, that thing, that habit. Remember, why are you leaving it behind? It was so great. So amazing. Didn't you love it? Didn't you love you when you did it? Was it why, hey, hey. And, and what we have to very clearly say is, no, bro, you got that. You keep that. I don't need that anymore. Uh, It's you. I'm over here with Christ. I'm leaving you that bag. I'm leaving you that habit. And I'm going to have a new habit here. You you have to respond. You have to respond. And in order for that change to, to last and be impactful, it has to be substantive. It has to be meaningful. right? It has to stick. Remember the old wise guy said, There's no try, right? Only do or do not. Only do or do not. So make 2022 your year. Ask yourself, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that if I changed, it would have a significant impact, not just on 2022, but for the rest of my life and on into eternity? What's that one thing? There's a lot that we can all change about ourselves. But what's the one thing and then make that decision today. And here's the thing. Remember, you're going to have to make that decision over and over and over again. So you make the decision today. You're going to have to make the decision again tomorrow and the day after and the day after that and the day after that. Until at some point in time, the new thing becomes the new normal. At some point in time, the new thing becomes the habit, right? becomes your default state. Now, remember, we said that faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. But here's the interesting thing about that. We can see that evidence in others. So when others have made that change, we can see it. And so what we have to do, as we are a community, a godly community, a cloud of witnesses, we have to commit to making those changes and then pointing them out in each other. Because we may not be able to observe the way in which our new habits are forming us Directly, but others can. And so we can point out, hey, I've noticed this about you, and they might say, I've noticed this about you. We've got to be that example, right? We've got to be the change that others can see, because we all need to see something to build our faith on. So let's build our faith with each other as we change going forward. Now, as we make these daily decisions, we need to understand that all of this is by choice, It's by choice. Building a faith that endures requires wise choices. Wise choices. Back to the text, we see that we're called to run this race with endurance, right? And we're called to run the race with endurance, the race that's set before us. I think it's really important to know that each one of us has our own special race. We have our own race that God's given us. It's super tempting to see someone else in running their race and be like, huh, that looks better. They look like they're going faster. They look like they're spending less effort. They look like they're making more money. They look like they're living in a better house. They look like they're eating better food or whatever it is. It's super easy to make that comparison. But we have to remember that your race is your race and my race is my race. And each is unique and special and anointed by God. Each are valuable. Each are in his own way of using an imperfect person for his perfect plans. In today's day and age, we have a lot of everything documented on social media, right? And the thing I'd remember, I'd have us remember is that social media, is a, it's a snapshot of the best of, right? We're curating what we're putting out. And, and by no means am I saying let's, let's get rid of social media, it's horrible, let's cut it all off. Because there's a lot of valuable components to it to help us stay connected and help us understand what each other are doing and support each other. So I think there's good things there. But I'd recommend for 2022 to think about doing a little bit of a social media audit, right? Who who are you following? And what, to the best of your abilities, can you infer their intent is? Are they posting things because they're sharing the ways in which they're running their race in an effort to inspire you to run your race? Or are they posting things because they want to make you feel bad or make themselves feel good about how awesome their life is? Are they trying to influence you to live out your calling from God? Or are they trying to influence you to buy stuff you don't need? And I think if you just do a little bit of an evaluation of where that is, you might find yourself more clearly listening to and following others that are part of this community of witnesses. Choose wisely. In 2022, I want to carefully choose wisely who and how I spend my time, right? I want to choose who and how I spend my time. Pastor Ben teaches us about a thing called the wisdom table, right? A group of people who are able to be, they're godly people who are able to give you guidance and and suggestions and feedback on decisions and activities of your life, like a board of directors might. And if you don't have such a thing, if you don't have a wisdom table, get one. Make this your, your year to get one. I think over the last two years, we've made choices about where we focus our time. We've spent a lot of our time, we've chosen to spend a lot of our time in one of two places. Place one is the past. Let's look back. Remember before the pandemic. Remember how amazing life was. Remember before whatever your stake in time is. Remember this, remember this. And look, to be clear, I think it's important that we have good memories, that we reminisce, that we learn from the past. We've also spent a lot of our time thinking about the future. Imagine after the pandemic's over. Imagine when we're done with all this stuff, when we don't have to wear masks and we don't have to distance and we don't have to argue about this and that and the other thing and life can resume to normal. Imagine how amazing it's gonna be. As some of you know, I'm, I'm a futurist. I help people think about the future and so I think there is value at least for, I still got college to pay for, for the next eight years, three kids. So, so at least for the next eight years, there's value in thinking about the future. Okay. <laughs> But I think we have to be very careful that we do this in the right proportions. I think we've spent too much time thinking about the past and thinking about the future and not enough time thinking about right now. I I think we've lived our lives too much about what used to be or what might be, and we're, we're missing out on what is right now. Look, God did amazing things in the past, in history and in our lives. God will do amazing things in the future, in history, future history, and our lives. But don't miss this. God is doing amazing things right now, today, this morning, this moment. And if we focus too much on all these things about what might have been or what could have been, we're going to miss what is. We're going to miss it. We cannot live 2022 outside of the present celebrate, treat with joy and amazement the present, live it. And and do you plan for the future? Sure. Do you look back on the past? Sure. But in proportion, but in proportion, the biggest proportion needs to be focused on right now. He's at work right now, bask in it, receive it. All right, so, Building a, godly, uh, building a faith that endures requires a godly community, right? We talked about that. Meaningful change and wise choices. There's one important piece, the most important one of them all. Building a faith that endures requires Christ, right? Now, all of us as believers or non-believers, we put our faith and trust in something, right? We've seen this in our lives, right? We, we put our faith and trust in you know, this politician or that politician, We put our faith and trust in, you know, this way of dealing with COVID or that way of dealing with COVID. We put our faith and trust in, you know, this way of thinking about the economy or that way of thinking about the economy and on and on. And and, and let me just be very clear on this. There's only one way here. And that's the way of Jesus Christ. That's the way of Jesus Christ. So should we make informed decisions about, you know who we elect or, or how we deal with health issues or how we think about economic issues and so forth. Absolutely, we want to make informed decisions, but, but where's your faith? Are, are you putting your faith in Jesus and, Jesus and this politician, right? Jesus and this policy, Jesus and this philosophy. No, there's no Jesus and, there's just Jesus. It's Jesus full stop right? It's Jesus' full stop. So if you're going to build a faith that endures, you have to build it on the thing, the person that does endure forever. That's God. Not, not, not a person, not a policy, not a philosophy, because people and policies and philosophies will come and go, but, but God will endure. And so if you want a faith that endures, you have to build it on the thing that endures, In the Academy Award-winning movie, Chariots of Fire. Some of you may have seen this. 1981. It's an old movie. A lot of old references today. I don't know, Ken. you got the, the gray hair thing. Only Ken and I have seen this movie, I think. Jonathan, maybe, as well. Okay, Three of us have seen this movie. So it's a good movie. It's about, it's about uh, runners, Chariots of Fire. It's about runners. You may have a famous scene. They're running. I don't know why they run like this, but they do. They run in front of uh, the Cliffs of Dover in England. So it's about uh, English runners preparing for the 1924 Olympics, and the two primary characters, there's a, a Jewish character and a Christian character. And it's kind of a nice case study, a back and forth of how they each look at the world. The Christian character, Eric Lidell, is, is, is this individual's name, a Christian fellow son of missionaries, and, and, and he runs because he feels like his athletic gifts are from God, and they're, they're given to him so he could spread the gospel all around the world. And he's asked in the movie... How he runs a race that's so fast and so pure. So fast and so pure. And his answer, I think, speaks not just to running, but I think his answer speaks to us as Christians. Here's what he said. If you commit yourself to the love of Christ, then that is how you run a straight race. If you commit yourself to the love of Christ, that's how you run a straight race. So the final question I have for you today is how do you commit yourself the love of Christ. How do you do that? Commitment, I believe, is an all-in concept. It's not just kind of, sort of. It's not like, yeah, I think I am. It's like, I know I am, right? And in our society today, we're told that it's okay to, like, be halfway in committing, right? I'm going to sign up for three things, and then I'll see what feels like, what I feel like doing. And I'll just do that, right? no, The commitment is, is all-in. Think of it this way. If you had bacon And eggs for breakfast this morning. The chicken was involved. The pig was committed. Right? So I'm a little old school on this. I'm old school in that if you give your word, your word is your bond. Right? If you say you're gonna do something, you do it. And I think similarly, your commitment to Christ has to be that steadfast. It's not just something you do on Sunday morning. It's, it's not just something you do when you're in your small group. It's not just something you do, you know, when you're talking to your parents or your grandparents. It's a 24-7, all the time, all in thing. Commitment to Christ is head, heart, and soul. Commitment to Christ means that once you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, in your head you have clarity, not confusion on these choices that you're trying to make. What it means is in your heart, you have love, not hate for others. And commitment to Christ means that your soul is not full of fear, but rather your soul is connected to God through prayer. Commitment to Christ is not something you say, it's something you do. You live it out loud. And it's by faith that this happens. It's by faith. So it's by faith that I stand up here today. Because why? More than two decades ago, There was a a Christian business person who reached out to me, cold called, to, to talk about his business because he thought that he had heard that I might be someone who might be able to help him. And as we got to know him and his wife, they introduced us to some of their business partners. The business thing didn't work out. But in the midst of that, they invited us to their church. Now, they did sweeten the offer a little bit with a free bagel. So I'm a little bit like Pastor Will, like a free thing gets me somewhere. But, you know, as we, as we got into that ministry, it was by faith that Aniki and I came to trust Christ and get baptized and, and become involved in that ministry. And then it was by faith of years later that God called us to San Francisco. And, and that story is, is similar to the stories that you would hear around this cloud of witnesses. Those who have been following God faithfully have one of those by faith stories, have a lot of those by faith stories, right? It, it, look, it's, it's by faith that, we think about, and this story applies to actually multiple people who decided to come to visit this church in the basement in downtown San Francisco and see what was going on. And then by faith make decisions about accepting Christ and getting baptized and joining a team and joining a small group and leading a small group and and go on and on. It's it's amazing that those faith stories come into play. It's by faith that Several of our families decided in December that they would devote a a Saturday in December, precious Saturday in December, to wrap Christmas gifts for 700 other families here in San Francisco. Kids who otherwise wouldn't have had Christmas. It's by faith. It's by faith that during the pandemic, week after week, Epic team members showed up at Bessie Carmichael School in Soma to put together 1,000 bags for 1,000 households of food by faith. And look, it's by faith that a young family, very comfortable in the Midwest, listened and obeyed to the call from Christ to come to San Francisco and do something interesting here in the basement that we find ourselves here. It's by faith. It's by faith. And by faith is how our stories are lived out. Let's have the worship team come back up. And... and, And I think what we need to remember is that we're building a faith that endures, right? That we're building a faith in Jesus. And here's why. In Hebrews, the author says, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Author and finisher of our faith. It was his faith in God, the Father, that allowed him to endure the cross. It was his faith that allows us to have faith. It's his faith that we stand on that that we are able to build a faith that endures. We're able to do this in a godly community. We're able to do this when we make meaningful choices. We're able to do this when we make wise choices. And it's by faith that I think and I know that we've got to live out in 2022. We've got to step into that faith. We've got to embrace that faith. We've got to do it together. We've got to listen and obey the ways in which God's stirring our hearts right now. And we've got to live each day in the moment. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. Um, We love you for bringing us together. We love you for the blessings that are to come here in this new year of 2022. And we just ask, Lord, that you give us the strength and the courage, and the wisdom, and the obedience to live out our faith. To help us to build a faith that endures together, each day, each moment, right now. All this we ask and pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Epic Church Podcast today. If you would like to learn more, you can go to epicsf.com. I want to also encourage you to download the Epic SF app so that you can keep up with everything that God is doing in and through this community in downtown San Francisco.